0: Hi, friend, welcome to Charge My Core, where we are all about navigating the journey of self discovery together. My name is Susie, and I'm determined to change the world by having vulnerable conversations and deep connection that goes beyond a screen. I will help you uncover who you are at your core with insightful discussions, inspiring guests, and interactive challenges to get you out of your scroll and into your soul. This podcast will help you strip back who you think you should be to remember the wildly capable human you already are. Think of it as a cup of tea, a hug, and a kick in the butt all at once. So while we're striving for more, let's take a minute to slow down and charge our core. Hi, welcome back to Charge My Core on today's pep talk episode. We are talking all about bad habits, how your bad habits lead to you. Throwing in a little edge here and there. Love him. thought it was a catchy title because that song is everywhere right now on the radio. But seriously, guys, think about the habits in your life. And when I say bad, I know some people can really get triggered just by that word, right? By bad habits. So let's talk about the fact that something being a good habit or a bad habit really is subjective because something to you could be a bad habit. And for me, it's something that I'm willing to accept in my life, a vice or something that I genuinely enjoy. And so good and bad attaches morality to habits, but I think it's really important to acknowledge that this can be really different for different people, right? But in general, when I talk about habits, I talk about how to form good habits, right? But there is an opposite of that because a lot of times it's not just forming the good habits and crowding out the behavior where I think that works really well, But sometimes we have to address head on the things that we do that we don't want to do anymore, right? And this comes from that self-awareness aspect, that self-discovery. Can you get curious? Can you ask yourself, Where is the noise coming from? Why do I continue to do this? Am I being encouraged by others? Is it kind of the community that I'm in that everyone is doing this? Say, for example, drinking. You want to cut back on drinking, but the community that you're in and the social circle that you are a part of and the activities that you do on the weekend all center around drinking, right? And so for you, maybe at one point of your life, drinking was not a bad habit, but now it feels like you're reaching for alcohol when you're stressed. You're drinking more alone on weeknights. Maybe you are going out every weekend and every single Monday, every single start of the week, of the work week, you are feeling tired and bloated and like you spend too much money and like you wasted your weekend again and hungover, right? Because once you pass 30, then your hangovers last multiple days. So that's just an example. Obviously there are many lines, blurred lines when it comes to habits and addiction, right? Some of the things that I'm discussing, such as alcohol or drugs, they could be just a habit, right? Or it could be a borderline addiction. So if you think that you are addicted to something, you need to seek professional help. I invite you to use your discretion if you want to be in this pep talk conversation. If not, there's tons of other episodes that might align better to where you're at. So let's dive in. As I mentioned at the start, habits are subjective, right? Whether it's a good habit, whether it's a bad habit, this is a very individualized and personalized to you. So I am not here to say that this is a great habit and this is an awful habit, right? And I think that this is why people can get really defensive because Our habits are our own and they're very, very unique. And sometimes habits derive from coping mechanisms, right? So we're going through a seriously hard season in our life and we have a lot of stress or we're feeling really lonely or we're suffering heartbreak, grief, a transition, right? And this is where we can all see old habits creep back in, right? Raise your hand if you have Gone on a different path and you've changed a habit, say it is scrolling, right? In the name of digital wellness. Maybe before you were scrolling a lot and you were wasting time on social media and then you put intentionality behind when you went on your phone, how you used your phone, and you were doing really well for a while. And then now you see that habit creeping back in of scrolling, wasting time online, feeling like you're getting sucked into doom scrolling with all of the kind of negative news around the world. There's so much happening. It's 2021 when I am recording this, but I'm sure if you are listening to this far in the future, there's still so much happening, right? And the news cycle can be exhausting and And that is why on Charge My Core, we really tune into these habits and thinking about how consuming other people's content, other people's lives, and being ultra connected to other people's success and their highlight reel, how is that impacting your behind the scenes, your inside of those two ears, right? What is it like living in your own head and how are those habits, are you having compassion with yourself? Are you being too easy on yourself and just saying, oh, you know, this is just the way I am. I'm never going to change. I just like to spend a lot of money, right? Or I just, I just snooze my alarm. That's just who I am. Or I just have a sweet tooth. I'm just always going to have way too much sugar and feel sick to my stomach, right? And again, everything that I talk about Every pep talk on Charge My Core is coming from a place of love and empowerment for you. I am here to give you your power back to be your cheerleader in your ear to say that whatever it is that you desire to change in your life, you can change, right? But you have to be self-aware enough to realize that you want to change it and then have the courage to do so, right? And that definitely comes for bad habits because sometimes, we just accept that this is a vice, that this is something that I just do just because, right? Or everyone in my family does this. This is just something that makes me, me, right? When the truth is we know the power of habits. We know that 97% of the thoughts that we think today, we thought yesterday. So, so much of our life happens on autopilot. We aren't even consciously deciding to do most of what we do in our day. It just comes from habit, right? So why wouldn't we want to make those habits good ones? Of course we want to, right? But it takes time. It takes effort. It takes patience. It takes discipline. It takes compassion when you inevitably slip back into your old ways, right? Everything that is a habit is also a coping mechanism, and it's a pattern, a thought pattern, or an action that is helping us to deal with emotional stress, right? And that really is why we're doing it, It is giving us some sense of relief, emotional relief. It's giving us a hit of dopamine, a bit of serotonin. It is literally making us feel good in that moment, right? Even if it's very short-lived. And We just get used to doing it and then it becomes a part of our identity, right? And if you haven't listened to the episode on habits, I'm not going to get in depth into how we form good habits. I'm going to talk more about breaking a bad habit, which really is just the opposite of how we form a good habit. So the ways we break a bad habit, there's four steps. We make whatever it is invisible that we are wanting to do. So we remove cues from the environment. So let's use junk food, for example. Let's use chocolate, right? There is nothing inherently wrong with eating chocolate. There is no reason to demonize sugar, right? But a lot of times we can get carried away because sugar in itself is an addictive substance right? And If you are happy to eat dessert and have loads of sugar in your diet and you don't think it's impacting you negatively, crack on. For me, I know with my ADHD, my neurodiverse brain, my anxiety, and being prone to having depressive episodes, I know that too much sugar is not good for my brain, right? I can actually feel the next day how much more scattered I am and how my ADHD symptoms actually increase when I have too much sugar. So for me, I consider excessive sugar, excessive, I can't talk, excessive sugar consumption to be a bad habit, right? So I'm going to use that as an example. So To break that bad habit, I want to make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, and make it unsatisfying. So that is the way to break any bad habit, not just sugar, but sugar is the example we are going to use. So if I want to break the bad habit of having excessive sugar in the evenings for dessert after dinner, how can I make it invisible, right? So removing the cues from the environment. So that might be Making a sugar basket, right? That is a closed Tupperware with a lid where you can't see those cookies or biscuits or sweets, right? That making it invisible in your house. A lot of us live with partners or family members or housemates. And so you might not be able to control everything that's in your cupboard. Totally fine, right? But can you make it invisible, And again, this is just an example. This is not saying that sugar is bad. I know that people can get super defensive about their habits, but this is for you to think about your own habits, not for me to say, these are good habits. These are bad habits, right? We're clear on that. Yep. <laughs> so the next step is after you make it invisible, right? Removing those cues from your environment. So again, it could be that you are making it invisible in the cabinet, or it could be that you are completely making it invisible from your house, meaning you're not buying it, right? The next Number two is to make it unattractive. So what are the benefits to avoiding the bad habit, right? So if you are not buying dessert consistently, do you have more money for other treats that you enjoy, such as kombucha? or you know really healthy kind of seaweed crisps or certain certain snacks that you really enjoy or if you really like going out for coffee right going to Starbucks if you're not buying consistent chocolate and dessert every single week at the grocery store do you have money left over for getting your nails done at the end of the month right where can you repurpose that how can you make it unattractive. So what are those benefits to avoiding the bad habit? Do you get better sleep? Do you feel more well rested in the morning when you're avoiding sweets? Do you not have a belly ache when you go to bed, right? How can you make that bad habit unattractive, right? What about making it difficult? So increasing the friction that's similar to making it invisible, Right? So, again, can you put those sweets away? Can you make it difficult by not buying it? So, if you want chocolate, you have to physically go to the store and purchase it, right? Especially if you live outside of a main city, that means that you have to physically drive quite a bit in order to get dessert. So, it gives you more time to decide, is it really worth it? Do I really want this? Or is it just habit that I have chocolate every night after dinner? Right. And then unsatisfying, right? So how can you make this habit unsatisfying? This is a really good place for accountability. So we always want to please other people, right? Naturally as human beings and especially people we care about. So Can you tell a group of friends, all right, you know, I'm going to cut out chocolate during the week and have a little accountability group chat about it. And you don't want to let the other people down, right? Or the group down. And so that makes it unsatisfying to get that chocolate. Now, again, this can be applied to anything that you personally consider a bad habit, whether that's pressing the snooze button, whether that's having too much too many alcoholic drinks during the week or too many drinks on the weekend going out and binge drinking right maybe that that bad habit is putting things on your credit card when you can't really afford them maybe that bad habit is shopping too much, when you know that you really don't need more clothes, you don't really have space for more clothes, right? Maybe that bad habit is the way that you're thinking. Maybe it really is that you are getting down on yourself and you're not believing in yourself, or you're being really hard on yourself when it comes to achieving goals in your career, or maybe it comes to your dating life, right? Maybe you have a bad habit of going on a first date and then complete completely ghosting the person, cutting them out of your life, and shutting down your walls because you don't want to get attached, right? So there's so many ways that you can apply this concept of breaking a bad habit to anything that's happening in your life that you don't want to continue happening, right? That seems like it's happening too frequently and you don't have much decision in it. Now, I think it's very important to acknowledge that every single person has habits in their life that they probably would like to change. That doesn't make you a bad person, right? Bad habits does not equate to you being a bad person. And that's why I don't even like using the word bad, but I think it's really, really important for us to know that change takes time, right? Think about all of the changes that you've made in your life and the fact that it takes time and effort, right? Think about if you're a parent or you have small young people in your life, think about how long it takes babies to change and grow up. And while it can go quickly before your eyes, Think about how long it takes them to learn how to talk and to walk. And it really is a process, right? The same goes for adults. You can have all the best intentions in the world, but putting it into action and making change and then having that change last over stressful situations, over changes in employment and relationships and moving places and You know, mental health ups and downs. There are so many ups and downs. And so if you have broke a bad habit in the past, congratulations, right? Maybe you used to be a smoker and you used to smoke a lot of cigarettes and then you stopped, you quit. You know, I hear people quitting for five years, 10 years, and they get back into it, right? And then you feel like you've wasted all that energy and you can't believe that you've succumbed again to this bad habit. But I think getting curious is the key, right? Really asking questions to yourself and being mindful of when that urge to partake in that activity happens. So does it happen when you're stressed out, right? You really are craving sweets or you're craving a cigarette or you're craving a scroll on social media, or maybe it happens when you're bored, your brain doesn't feel stimulated and you need a way to quickly stimulate yourself, right? Maybe it happens when you are feeling lonely. You want to drink, you want to scroll on social media, you want to stay up late, right? So think about what triggers this urge to partake in the bad habit, right? And then ask yourself some questions, right? What happened before that specific trigger? Was there an unusual circumstance, right? So maybe you were in a great routine with your nutrition, you were eating really healthy, and then you got really ill and you couldn't eat, right? And you were barely getting any food down. And then transitioning back into eating healthy was difficult because you went From a place, I don't know about you, but when I'm sick, all I want to eat is carbs, right? And I don't want vegetables. I don't want protein. I just want to eat carbs. So transitioning back to my normal, balanced diet sometimes can be difficult, right? There's transition periods for everything. So having that compassionate attitude towards yourself and not being hard on yourself and not carrying shame around for these quote unquote bad habits. And that's why I think a lot of us Are triggered by the word bad is because it induces shame from childhood, right? Because it's like, oh, that's naughty, oh, that's bad, and that was a way to shame us from changing behavior, right? So again, always questioning yourself: where is this noise coming from? Are you telling stories about other people in your life that you admire? Maybe you're following, you know, life coaches or motivational speakers or really inspiring people, and you're like, oh, you're just assuming that they have no bad habits and that, oh, if I could just be more like them, if I could just nail my 75-step morning routine like them, then I'd be sorted, right? But you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, friendly reminder, right? And so then ask yourself as well, when it comes to these habits that you are trying to change, do you have enablers in your life, whether they are people or environment that bring about that feeling or encourage you to partake in this habit, right? So if you're really wanting to change your habits when it comes to drinking, when it comes to smoking, when it comes to having lots of dessert at night, then what are the people you're living with doing, right? And are are you giving them all the power? Are you just placing the blame on them? Well, my husband loves chocolate and he always buys it, so I just have it, right? Well, are you expressing to him that you don't want it in the house? Are you talking about ways that you can make healthier desserts with less sugar, right? Are you really proactively working on not having it and being open and honest with the people in your life that you want to make a change, right? And so I think when it comes to bad habits, the truth is, is that bad habits lead to you, meaning you, the listener, me, Susie, like I can't blame anyone else for habits that I partake in that I don't want to partake in. And again, this is where that self-awareness comes in because you have to know, do I really want to change? this? Am I really ready to change this? And the truth is you may never think that you're actually ready, but your intuition will know if something is no longer serving you, right? It's just are you going to quiet out the noise around you in order to see that literally anything that you do in your life, if you want to change it, you can, right? If you want to change your alcohol or drug consumption, there is so much going on in sober communities, right? There is so much sober fun to be had. I know for me, because alcohol has been a huge transformation in my life. I'm not completely sober, I'm sober curious, but. I know that I had to change my identity when it came to partying and drinking. Being a party girl was a huge part of my identity, and now I have slowly shifted that habit Over time, right? And I still partake in sober challenges. I'm doing one right now, in fact, and I probably will continue to do it just to challenge myself to say, okay, were you choosing to have a drink when maybe you didn't really want one, right? Just because other people were having one, just because it's summertime, right? And so you can go about. Changing your habits, doing it slowly, doing it with compassion, but you have to be aware that you are the only one that is going to say, All right, I need to put my hands up and change this habit. And what can I say, which I always say, right, is to make sure that you know where the noise is coming from and make sure that you aren't taking on too much, right? It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So if you are struggling with spending too much and drinking too much and having too much junk food and skipping your workouts and scrolling too much, right? I wouldn't try to change every single one of those habits all at once. I would choose one, right? Choose one habit that you want to address and you want to take through. That's four-step process of making it invisible, making it unattractive, making it difficult and making it unsatisfying. And just remember that everything in the lens of the digital world, if you want to seek out help and support for changing your habits, you can absolutely find resources on social media. You can find podcasts with help and advice, right? But maybe you really need to turn into yourself and to block out some of that noise. Maybe it's information overload. Maybe those habits, maybe you you like shopping, right? For me, it's something that I really want to work on, why I agreed to Project 333. I don't want to buy things that I don't need. And I know myself and my personality over time, I can really get obsessed with things. Again, that neurodiverse brain, I can get obsessed with things and really focus on them for a while, And then forget they even exist, right? And then that happens to me and I have to ask myself, okay, do you want this to be a habit or can you just let this fall by the wayside, right? And for me, shopping became one of that because I could easily go back into my old ways of being addicted to shopping. But if I just don't buy into that world, then I don't need to, right? And so It takes time. It takes curiosity. It takes being real and honest with yourself about those bad habits and understanding that they lead to you, you, the listener, me, myself, and I, right? We have to have accountability and we have to know that no one is going to come and save us, right? No one is going to come and save you. If you want to make changes to your life, you can get support, you can get help, absolutely. You can get accountability, you can find free communities, you can find paid communities, you can find coaches, you can find mentors. But ultimately, the changes in your life that you are waiting around to make, you are the only one that can make them. But the great news is, is that you are the only one that can make them. You can make them and you can decide today to make a change. So my challenge for you on this pep talk is to think about one habit, one bad habit that you consider to be bad, right? Because it's subjective. One thing that you would rather not have in your life anymore, right? You don't think that habit is serving you, is helping you become the highest version of yourself and address that habit this month. For the rest of the month, work on making it invisible, making it unattractive, making it difficult, and making it unsatisfying, right? If this has been helpful, please share it on social media. I love these questions talks because sometimes that's all you need. You just need that reminder that you are in control. You can make a change. And what you see on social media is not real life. We need that reminder so often. And remember that every single person living and breathing on this planet has habits that they would prefer to change, right? Every single person, even the person you admire the most. So let's humanize. Let's normalize that and remind ourselves that we are constantly a work in progress. But the good news is, is that you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress all at the same time. Go out there, reflect on your habits, choose one thing that you want to change this month. Please tag me on social media at enthusiasm, at charge my core. Let me know what habit you are focusing on this month and I can cheer you on Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this community where we are talking about how to find yourself in this digital world, in this crazy world of likes and algorithms and reels and shares and tweets and so much viral content. The news cycle moves so quickly, but you know in your core that you should charge your core with less scroll and more soul. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Charge My Core. If you vibed with this episode, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Enthusiasm because if you connected with this episode, then I bet your friends will too. Together, we can figure out how to charge up ourselves as much as we charge our devices. Until next time, focus on less scroll and more soul.